Welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us again. We're joined by Dr. Stephen Brannon, Chief Medical Officer at Karuna Therapeutics. He's joining us on the program to talk about some positive data that was recently published in the New England Journal of Medicine from their Phase Two Emergent One clinical trial that evaluates adults with schizophrenia. Welcome to Health Professional Radio, Dr. Brannon. Thank you, Neil. Give our listeners a bit of your professional background, and then let's talk a little bit about schizophrenia. Sure, thank you. So I'm uh, actually trained as a psychiatrist. That was years ago, and I've been involved in uh, clinical development uh, for the past 20 years uh, with a variety of different companies uh, before coming to Karuna about uh, three, four years ago, and I've been uh, working on this project since then. What exactly is schizophrenia? Well, schizophrenia is a serious chronic brain disorder affecting really how a person thinks, feels, and behaves. We, we tend to think of it now as being comprised of uh, three symptom domains. Uh, one is positive symptoms, which includes hallucinations, delusions, uh, difficulty organizing or expressing your thoughts, uh, being paranoid. Um, negative symptoms, uh, which really includes difficulty enjoying life, paucity of speech, uh, social withdrawal, um, and then more recently, uh, cognitive symptoms. Um, initially, actually, back way back with Dr. Bloiler in Germany before the turn of the last century, uh, they called it dementia precox, so that they knew there were some cognitive difficulties um, that got lost for a while, but that has been more prominent in the last 20 years. And so it, it's very, very clear now that there are cognitive difficulties as well in schizophrenia that actually manifest themselves sometimes before the disease. Are there several treatments for schizophrenia or is it unmet need? Well, there's actually a little bit of both. Uh, there are several treatments for schizophrenia. Most of them, uh, actually all of them right now, are really from a discovery that's a, a little bit older, several decades ago. And almost all these medications um, involve uh, a mechanism that's either dopaminergic or serotonergic. And, and almost all of that we think that really helps with psychosis is off of dopaminergic transit, um, transmission. So um, even though there's several different flavors of these, there, there's a lot of similarities. So uh, although there are differences, many of the side effects that are somewhat problematic uh, have are the usual ones that are seen, uh, things like weight gain, um, movement disorders, those are not really avoided by any of the current medications entirely, although some are better than others. So um, the other thing is that these medications really were more effective for what we call the positive symptoms, so the hallucinations, delusions, and formal thought disorder, but they're not very effective with either the negative symptoms or the cognitive symptoms. Therefore, there, there remains a fairly large uh, area for um, improvement in medications uh, that, that we currently have. Now, this recent data that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine concerning this phase two emergent one clinical trial, is that basically what this trial was uh, focused on? Yeah, the, this is our uh, initial uh, pivotal trial uh, that started out as a phase two. Um, and uh, we have the, the CAR-TX, which is really Corona with zonoline and Truscum. It's an interesting uh, treatment because it is a different mechanism of action from the, the typical ones. It is a cholinergic type medication, uh, and it's furthermore, among that, it's a muscarinic agonist. 
So this is really a different mechanism, and it, it appears to have some different effects, although the efficacy appears to be quite robust uh, in the positive symptoms. So um, in the emergent one, uh, emergent, yeah, one uh, trial that, that we just uh, published, uh, we had a really strong and consistent efficacy kind of marker. So you were seeing um, really uh, an 11.6 mean reduction in the, the typical scale that we use, which is the total PAN scale. Uh, the PANS is the positive and negative symptom scale for schizophrenia. Uh, and this difference compared to placebo is like 0 .00001, so it's four zeros. It was really quite striking. But, but perhaps in addition to that, when you also look at some of the secondary measures, which also include both separately the PANS positive, the PANS negative symptoms, uh, the PANS martyr negative factor, and then also looking at something, the clinical global index or uh, CGI, uh, looking at the, the frequency counts at the beginning and the end, you see continued substantial differences in, in all those measures and all consistently in the same direction. So it, it's both a, a strong and a consistent uh, sign of efficacy. Give us a cross-section of the test uh, population, if you would. So uh, the, the people in this study uh, are people who uh, were acutely psychotic. So uh, symptoms wax and wane uh, in schizophrenia, and so uh, they can kind of uh, look a lot worse at some time and a lot better at others. When somebody has acute psychosis, it really means that, that they are having substantial uh, symptoms at that time, and, and they're typically, at least the ones in our trial, having uh, a lot of uh, hallucinations, which are typically audio, auditory hallucinations in schizophrenia. Uh, usually of a paranoid type, so they think people are out to get them or watching them or tracking them or trying to harm them. Um, and uh, they, they will have other delusions besides just sort of the paranoid delusions. They might have formal thought disorder, thinking like the, the TV is sending them special messages. Um, and uh, at the time that we see people, they also have decompensated. So uh, as, as you mentioned before, there's several treatments. Um, it is not uncommon for people to stop their treatments. Uh, we probably don't have time to get into that today, but uh, or they might have some sort of life event. Uh, I was just uh, chatting with somebody about a subject today in the, the phase three trials that their uh, doctor was retiring and they weren't able to get another doctor to prescribe them the medications, and then they got off medications and, and got acutely psychotic. So. Um, people come in with a, a pretty high PAN score, well over 80, uh, and, and um, they usually require hospitalization at that point or typically are hospitalized uh, when they get into that kind of a situation. So our study was really an, all done as an inpatient type study, uh, and these studies come in again uh, with, with a substantial number of symptoms that have gotten a, a worse uh, fairly acutely. What would you say that this is going to mean for healthcare providers as they deal with their patients with these new results? Well, with these results, and I, I think I, I failed to mention um, on the safety tolerability side, uh, it actually looked fairly good as well. Um, there are muscarinic uh, adverse effects that, that people are concerned about, and these were pretty minimal uh, in our trial. Uh, they were both what one would expect, cholinergic and anticholinergic type side effects, but you did not see 
the weight gain or the movement disorder uh, or the sedation that you typically see with other studies with uh, the more typical uh, antipsychotics. So what I think this means is that going forward, again, we, we have to replicate this in our phase three trials, but if we're able to do that, people will have a different type medication with a different mechanism that's going to have a different type of uh, uh, benefits and a different type of side effects. So it could be very useful for people who really do need to avoid some of the more typical side effects. Um, the other things that, that we're looking at um, are also, it looks like there's, again, from our um, efficacy measures, they're, they're, the negative symptoms look like there was a, a substantial uh, benefit in the acute setting. That actually needs to be replicated in a longer-term study before we're really thinking it's solid. But if, if it provides some of that and even some cognitive benefit, then this will be providing both efficacy that current standard treatments don't have uh, much of, as well as potentially uh, decreasing some of the side effects that have been problematic, at least in some of the current uh, medications. Where can our listeners get some more information about uh, Corona Therapeutics online? Sure. Well, they, they can go to the website. So uh, we have uh, uh, com, and they can go take a look there. Um, be happy to do that. And actually, they can even uh, look up some of the New England Journal of Medicine uh, article if they wish. And again, that website is www.coronatx.com, K-A-R-U-N-A-T-X.com. Thank you, Dr. Brennan, for joining us here on Health Professional Radio. Thanks, Neil. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Stephen Brannan. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.